Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Come on, somebody excited, give him a praise. Give the Lord a praise. Woo! Glory to God. Give five people a high five and welcome them to church this evening. Five people, give them a high five. High five. High five. It has to be high. High five. High five. Give five people a high five. Welcome them to church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Did you enjoy the choir administration tonight? Let's put our hands together for them. Give them a big, big clap. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. All right. So we, we are continuing our series. We've been talking about the power of one minute, maximizing your time, knowing how to make the most of your life. We've been working on that. And... Um, we're going to continue today. Praise God. I began to tell them yesterday when I started, I said, one of the special things or the great things about God is that He is a very just and fair God. He's a very just and fair God. Hallelujah. Most of the, all of the things that we really need vitally, He made sure it was available for everybody and for free. Imagine something like oxygen. Imagine we we're paying for oxygen. Praise God. You know, some people will just have abundance. All those billionaires, they will have plenty. Then people that are poor, they will be running low. As you have seen him walking, you see this guy, air goes soon finish. Some people, as they are walking in the middle of the road, the air will just. I saw one guy in the middle of the road today, he was pouring um, foil in his tank. That means that car ran out in the middle of the road. So that's how oxygen will be. You just somebody on the road going, saying, air don't finish. And some people then go, they beg, beg you, air. So I beg, I beg, I take or beg you. Only five minutes remain. If you don't give me air now, now here I go down. But you see, God is just gracious. Hallelujah. Amen. Gracious. The oxygen is free and unlimited. So whether you are rich or poor, in America or Nigeria, everybody has oxygen. If you see how much they sell oxygen in hospitals, you imagine what it would have been like if we were paying for it. And Nigerians being Nigerians, there will be oxygen scarcity. You go see Q. You can't go anywhere else. You die. Just stay and wait. Hallelujah. Another thing that we all need is time. And God gives us equally. No matter how rich you are, it's 24 hours you have. No matter how broke you are, it's 24 hours you have. Whether you're in America or in Nigeria, we all have what? 24 hours. And time, time is the currency of life. Time is what? The currency of life. This is interesting, guys. 
So to make the most of your life, all you have to do is to make the most of your time. Is somebody getting this? To make the most of your life, all you have to do is to make what? The most of your time. Life is made up of time. Time is the currency of life. It's the currency of life. It is how we spend our time. And even though we are all given equal time, by the time you look at everybody's life, you can tell who and who is spending their life or their time wisely. Is somebody getting this? Oh, we can tell. By how you are, your life is now, it is just a reflection of how great a job you are doing with managing or spending your time. Where you are in life is just... Because you can't deny that you were not given time. I get what I'm saying. You can't, you can't say, oh, I didn't have a... No, all of us had 24 hours. You probably didn't just spend your own well. And I'm trusting God that in the course of this series we are doing, that God will supply you the wisdom to spend your time well. That was the prayer in the book of Psalms, that Lord teach us to number our days, that we might apply our heart unto what? Wisdom. That is the same prayer you must pray for yourself all the time, that God will supply you with wisdom on how to spend your time. Hallelujah. We, we actually cannot save time. I told you um, when, two weeks ago when I started this series that the, the, the thing about time is that time is actually superior to money. Time is superior to money in a lot of ways. One of the ways is that you can save money, but you can't save time. You can save money. I mean, if, you, if they give you one million naira at the beginning of the year, you can go and put it in a bank account and not spend it, and by the end of the year, you will still have it. Am I correct? You can save money, but you can't save time. They give you 24 hours every day, but you spend it. You can't keep it. You have to spend it. You can't even tell everybody, hey, boy, just hold on, I'm tired. You are rushing me. Give me a minute to think. It will still go. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. Even if you rewind your clock backwards, time will not, it won't answer you. Do you understand? Time waits for what? No one. It won't wait. You can't say, look, guys, we are all rushing. Let's just, mm -mm. I'm sick. Mm -mm. I've not eaten. It's still always what? Moving. Is somebody getting this? So you can't save it. You can only spend it. And this is the trick about life. You have to master the art of spending it wisely. Since you can't save it. And we must spend it. So to be successful, all you need to do is to master the art of spending what? Wisely. And like I've been saying, when you master the art of spending wisely, you actually now begin to gain more time. So in other words, if all of us have 24 hours today, how you spend your 24 hours today will determine if you will have 25 or 26 hours tomorrow. What does it mean that you have more time? What it means is that you have used your time so well that you can buy other people's time. Is somebody getting this? And this is where you must get to. And this is where most rich people have gotten to, where they buy people's time. How do they buy people's time? Very simple. When you have a, a chef that cooks your food, you have bought his time. Because all that time you'd have used to cook your own food, somebody else is worrying about it. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. So you can hire a cleaner. All the time you'd have used to clean your own house, somebody else is cleaning the house, and you have that time to yourself. So you are buying their time. Is somebody getting this? Same thing with a, you know, a cleaner, a chef, um, a driver, whatever, whoever else is working with you to, to give you focus. So you are spending your time on the things that are most important to you, and they are helping you with their own time. So it's how you use your own time now 
that the time is not you have more time in the future. It's like those ten virgins. They gave them the, the, the oil. Some squandered their own and they began to beg for the other people's own. It's all about spending it what? Wisely. I pray for you that God will give you wisdom to spend your time wisely. Sometimes the younger you are, the more tendency you have to squander your time. When you are young, you begin to feel you have time. How many of you have ever been, you had an appointment and you woke up way earlier? Or you started preparing way and you said, ah, ah, I have what? What usually happens next after that? You run late. The moment you feel you have time to squander, it actually does something to you that makes you waste it. So you must, never, you must always have a sense of urgency about your time. Like I said, don't worry about things that waste your money. Worry about things that waste your time. Somebody get what I'm saying? Don't be so bothered about things that waste your money. Worry about things that waste your time. Those ones are more precious. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So time is the currency of life. I'm reading from the NIV version. Come on, say with me. Time is the currency of life. One more time. Time is the currency of life. Help me ask your neighbor, how are you spending your time? Ecclesiastes 3 from verse 1. It says, there is what? A time for what? Everything. Hallelujah. There is time for what? Everything. Look at this. It said, and a season for every activity under what? Heavens. Notice that this whole issue is about things under heaven. Above heaven, they live in eternity. In heaven, they live in eternity. So in, that, in that place, there's no, no time constraint. Here on the earth, we have time constraint. We, we are given the currency of time to live here. And it's running out every second. It's reducing. Your time on the earth is reducing. Your time today is also reducing. Somebody got what I'm saying? Every day you're growing older. I hope you know. No matter how old you are, every day you're growing older. One of my guys in one WhatsApp group that I belong to, they, they put one of our pictures we took last year, a few of us. So when they put it in the group, I now wrote, ah, when we were still young. And one of them said, ah, so are you saying we are old now? I said, from the time you asked that question to now that I'm replying it, we are five minutes older. We are five minutes older. Because people don't want to face the reality. Every second your time on this earth is going. If you become more conscious of it, you will try and put in many things into your time. See, the way you spend your time, you can actually have 24 hours, but you will achieve one week's work in 24 hours. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There are people like that. There's a way you spend your time so wisely, it will look like you have more time than other people. It's not as if you have more time, literally. It's just that you, you spent it so wisely, you were able to put in many things inside the same 24 hours that people can't put anything into. So that's where, we're already in July, some people have achieved most of their goals for the year. Some people have not touched one. But it look like at the end of the year, we did, we're not giving equal time. We were giving equal time. Some people achieved three years' work in one year. Some achieved one year, ten years' work. They've not still accomplished it in one year. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's about how wisely you spend. So he said there's a time under this heaven. Time is the currency. There's a time for everything. He says, verse 2. A time to be born and what? I like the way one version puts it. It says, a right time. There's a right time to be born and a right time to die. So it's not every time that is a right time. It said, a time to be born and a time to die. 
A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time, a time to tear down and a time to what? Build. A time to weep and a time to what? Laugh. Ah, you must know the timing. It's not every time of life that's a play. Sometimes you must be serious. I get what I'm saying. There's a time for everything. The problem with many people is that they overstretch the time of one thing into another thing. There's a time to watch movies. That's not bad. But when you start watching the movies too long and you begin to consume the time you have used to read, then you are, you are mismanaging your time. I get what I'm saying. There's a time for everything. There's a time allotted for everything. There's a time to embrace. There's a time not to embrace. To be on your own, to think. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to think and weep and say, what am I doing with my life? I get what I'm saying, somebody. And today we laugh because there's so many funny skits on, on, on social media. So people laugh morning to night and laugh away their sorrow until their landlord called them. <laughs> somebody get what I'm saying? Listen, there's a time. The Bible said, war unto you, O land, when your kings behave like children, when they eat in the morning. Because in that morning, he's supposed to be gaining mileage in his dreams. He's just he's consuming life. He's enjoying. Some of you, there are some phones you are using you should not be using at this age. There are some things you are spending or you should not be spending at this age because it's not yet your size. If you jump up, you will come down. If you grow up, you will stay up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is somebody getting this? It says, so there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. Verse 5, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. It said, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. Wow. <laughs> a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war, a time for peace. Like I said, one version said, a right, there's a right time for everything. So it's not every time that is the right time. If you, most of you at, this, at your age now, if you go to primary school, even the seat will tell you that this is not the time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything will be structured in a way that you know it's not the time. There's a right time for everything. It's not every time that it's good to do everything. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So you must master the art of, of spending time wisely. Help me tell you, spend your time wisely. Okay, so let's move forward. Hmm. We all have equal time. Our life is a reflection of how we spend this time. So how should we spend the time? How should we spend the time? The other thing you need to note is that for every time you are spending wrongly, you are missing what you should be spending that time unrightly. So it's not really just what you are not doing, I mean, what you are doing wrong, it's also what you are missing to be doing right. So for somebody that is in a relationship of four years, five years, that's the same time somebody used to become an engineer. You used it to date, and the boy didn't now marry you after. Somebody get to what I'm saying? So it's about what you're not doing. Okay, let's move on. What I, I'll give you that, the, 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 the next level are in two segments. The first thing I'll say, well, how, how should you spend your time? Then the second thing I'll deal with the tips on how to spend your time. Okay, so two things. Number one, I'll start with how should we now spend our time? Simple. Four things. Number one, I'm telling you how to wisely spend your time now. Number one, spend your time on developing spiritual skills. Spiritual what? Skills. Or you can say your spiritual life. You don't know how to spend your time. I'm telling you how to spend your time. I'm telling you how the Bible says 
we should spend our time. That's what I'm giving to you now. Number one, spend your time on spiritual things. Somebody's saying, but why? Pastor, you're just saying that because you're a pastor. Why should I spend my time on spiritual things? Very good question. Very good question. The reason why you must start with spiritual things in how you spend your life is because the spiritual controls the physical. That's why. This physical world was created from the spiritual world. God is a what? Spirit. And he spoke this world into existence. So in other words, this natural world is subject to the spiritual world. So if you want to gain mastery of this natural world, one of the skills you need to acquire is the skill of how to operate in your spiritual life. That's why in Matthew 6, Jesus Christ said, you know, um, um, seek ye what? First. The kingdom of God and righteousness. He said, what will happen to other things? Other things we obey. They have no choice but to obey. When you master the spiritual skills, natural things will fall in place. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. The kingdom and the spiritual things. He said all other things. How many other things? All other things. All other things. All other things. All other natural things will line up with it. So the first thing to spend your time on is on spiritual things. Especially the first part of your day. Take time to pray. Take time to study the Bible. Even if you can't do it the first time of your day, also as a priority in your life, let the spiritual dimension be always be what you consult first before you consult the natural dimension. Are you here, somebody? Hmm. Come on, tell anybody, seek ye first. The kingdom of God. And all other things will fall in place. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. I like the way they put it here. One of my favorite scriptures. 1 Timothy 4, 8. Look at it, guys. It says, For bodily exercise does what? Profits little. But godliness is what? Godly exercise does what? Bodily exercise does what? Profited little. What do they mean? When, when they say profits little, they are not referring to volume. They are referring to quality. Not volume, but quality. What they are saying is this. Bodily exercise is great, but compared to the whole of your life, it is only affecting a little part of your life. Somebody gets what I'm saying? They are saying, but let's say They are saying it's great, but it only, the, the limitation there is that physical exercise only affects your life physically. Being muscular or being fit cannot affect your marriage. There are many muscular divorced people. Does it affect you? Being muscular will not affect your finances. There are many muscular broke people. You can even be muscular and be sick. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Because physical exercise only affects your physical fitness. It won't affect other aspects of your life. It doesn't mean you will pass an exam. It doesn't affect you mentally. It doesn't affect spiritually. Somebody get what I'm saying? So they are saying, look, physical exercise is great, but it is limited in its impact because it only affects physical things. So you can be, still be confused. You can have muscle and not know where you're going in life. So where they go? I don't know, but I'll go beat you. <laughs> so a lot of the guys that are physically fit are fighting somewhere. So, but look at the next line. They said, but godliness, in other words, spiritual exercises, 
that what they mean by godliness there. Spiritual crisis is profitable unto how many things? All things. It will affect every aspect of life. In other words, if you're having financial issues, if you walk with God and listen to God, God can talk you and speak, guide you out of poverty. God can guide you out of a marital crisis. God can even guide you to show you who to marry. Your muscle can't show you who to marry. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. Spiritual one will affect every aspect of your life. I'm always shocked when I see somebody that has muscle and is not making progress in life or is not blessed financially or doesn't have a good marriage. I'm saying if you have the discipline to go to gym every day, that's already the discipline you need to spend time in prayer. If you can do the same thing in prayer, all your whole life will be affected. But instead, it's only your muscle that is affected. To get muscle, you know it's not easy. To be physically fit, hope you know it's not easy. It takes a lot of discipline. That means that person goes to the gym every day or every other day. And he's very, he's very, he's very um, disciplined about it. He has, he has sports wear. He has all the equipment. The only challenge is that that physical fitness doesn't transcend to other areas of your life. If the doctor diagnoses you with something serious right now, your muscle can't remove cancer. You can't say, cancer, I carry you like, no. You can't say, you know, the, the, the liver problem. I, I, no. But when you're a man of the Spirit, if something is happening in any area of your life, if you're anointed by God, if you're inspired by God, you can always see a way out of the situation. That's what they're trying to say. So what should I spend my time on? Developing my spiritual life. It's a constant key. It will affect every area. It will affect your marriage, affect your uh, business, affect, you can hear God, you can be led by God, you can be guided by God. It will develop your faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can develop your faith. You can receive what God has promised you. You can, you, you can press in into spiritual things when you have faith. If somebody gets what I'm saying, it builds your spiritual life. It affects every other area of your life. Bodily exercise profits little, but spiritual exercise is profitable unto what? All things. I can never forget, I shared this testimony a lot of times here when I was writing an exam. I was already a pastor in, 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 in a higher institution and um, um, I, I, I didn't do one particular test. 30 marks. I had not even been in class. I was busy doing ministry. DCC was already on then, so I was at home most times doing ministry. I go to school once in a while. So I got to school that day. They said there's tests. And we have one hour to prepare for the test. And they've gone far. You see, we had missed the original test. So they had gone almost towards the end of the semester. So they said they're going to give us our own test. So they gave us textbook. I didn't even have textbook. Somebody, I borrowed somebody's textbook. So the chapters to cover were much. And we had one hour to prepare for the test. The man would give us the test. And there were many of us. So they, my other people were panicking. They were trying to read the whole textbook in one hour. May I just pick the textbook? I kept it down. I went to a quiet place and I began to worship. I can never forget the day because I remember even the song I was singing then. Obataori, I worshipped and worshipped and worshipped till I got lost in my natural atmosphere and I connected to the spiritual atmosphere and God told me like daylight, he said, read chapter one. Read only chapter one. I just opened and I had, but I got like 30 minutes. I had only 30 minutes left. I used the last 30 minutes to cram the whole chapter one. <laughs> Crammed it. <laughs> I said, crammer from primary school. <laughs> Cram the whole chapter one. Got to the place they were writing the test. The test were two questions. Question one, question two. Can never forget. And question one, question two. It's all those questions that have father, mother, children, cousin. 
So they said, answer one of, of, of either one. Either you take question one or question two. Guess what? Question one was everything in from chapter one. Question two was some other chapter. So my guys, because they were trying to read about 10 or 11 chapters, they, they just touched everything small, small. Me, I read only chapter one. I finished it. And question one was based on chapter one. So I, I, I cut it. They were marking our script in front of everybody. Everybody failed woefully. Because they were all trying to cram 8, 11 chapters. So they, of course they didn't focus on anyone. Me, I focused on chapter 1. When they were marking my script, the guy would mark on and say, you're my boy. He will mark say, you're my boy. I got everything. Cleared everything. You see, spiritual exercise affected me academically. Imagine if I had muscle. How would that help this vision? It would help this vision. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. Spiritual development will affect your life. I can go on and on about how it affects your life. All right? But the point is that number one, develop spiritual skills. Number two, how do I spend my time wisely? Number two, develop or build vital skills. Vital skills. Vital skills. What are vital skills? Vital skills are skills that have, you, you, you can't do without in your own life. Skills you can't do without. Oh, listen to me, young people. Most of you are still young. Listen very carefully. You need to know what vital skills are to you. There are some vital skills that are general. There are some vital skills that are specific. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me give you an, an idea. Let me give you an idea of what I'm saying. When I finished secondary school, I was not born again. It was the year I finished secondary school. I was a, and I elevated my bad boy behavior, very bad boy. And I got born again before university. Before university... We're already I was planning to go to Unilag. I was already planning to join cult. The issue wasn't whether I was going to join cult or not. The issue was which of the cult were we going to join. I already had a pistol from secondary school. So I was not joking about going to university for cult. In fact, I was not going to university for academics at all. I was going to university purely for the extracurricular activities. That's all I was going there for. And I had made up my mind that last, worst case, I, I would die in school. Or I would shoot people and I would die. I, di I didn't care. My plan was to plate my hair, carry my power bike, smoke in their hand, which I was already doing, you know. So I planned that's how it goes. You can carry pistol. I'll be the dreaded guy in school. If you mess up with me, I shoot. And if, see, if you've ever held a gun before, that's why, that's why I laugh at America when they say, as long as you're giving people a gun, they will shoot people. Gun pushes. If you have a gun, somebody, so why do they, they look me? No, 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 no. What you, what you say happened? <laughs> When you have a gun, you're, you know, you're looking for who to look for your trouble, man. So I don't know what they're talking about. As long as you have a gun, you're going to shoot people. Praise God. It pushes. So I made up my mind that, man, I'm going to go to school, carry my gun. I'm going to kill people. In worst case, they will kill me. I didn't care. I want to just go and rock school. That was my plan. In between that time, I got born again. Really, I got born again. The same time I got born again, I knew I was called to ministry. Same time. So I got born again. I just knew God told me, you're going to do ministry. You won't do anything else. So instead of me going to university, I boned university and I went to Bible school. That time a lot of people laughed at me, but that was my vital skill. Now, you can't just duplicate that. I'm not saying you should duplicate. I'm just saying for me, I knew that four years away from my goals is not what I wanted to do. I'd rather go and spend the one year in the Bible school because that's vital to what I was called to do. And many people didn't like their day. Now, all of them have changed their mind today. 
I spent my own time wisely. Vital skills to my work, which is ministry. A lawyer goes to law school, a doctor goes to medical school, a pastor goes to Bible school. I get what I'm saying. What is vital skills for you? That's what I'm asking now. So what is vital skills for you? If you're a makeup artist, just having the, the uh, cortex is not enough. Is it cortex they call it now? I know they don't call it cortex again. This is it call it cortex? What? what? You don't know cortex? You don't know cortex? No, why are you laughing? Cortex, no makeup. They are all joined now. Cortex and hand. All of them are the same. Men, are they not all the same? They're not different to us. As long as it's a paint you're putting in your body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, just having the um, powders or the creams or whatever you foundation and the cement is not the... <laughs> it's not the issue. But you see... Um, Developing vital skills enable to look at people's complexion and their skin texture and be able to tell them this is what you need, this is what you need, or this is what you should not do, or the reason why you're breaking up because you're doing so and so. By the time you sound like an expert, people just want to do business with you. Some people begin to do business with you not just because of um, the act, but because of the way you talk. So if you're a business person, um, expertise is a vital skill. Customer service is a vital skill. You can't hate people and be in business. And you won't just love people, you might be able to read people. That means you might be able to see people and tell the kind of thing they want. Because sometimes some people go for business and they don't use their own mouth to spoil their own business. They will tell the man, this one is what everybody is using now. And the guy is somebody that likes exclusive things. He doesn't like what everybody is using. But you didn't wait to hear him out. You just use your own mouth and say, this one, everybody is using it now. <laughs> Or you go and say, this is the cheapest one in the whole world. And the guy is somebody that likes, there are human beings like that, they like the expensive things. That's what they came for. The one that only them we have in this whole world. But you have used your mouth to scatter your business. Say, this one is cheap, okay? In fact, it's free. <laughs> it's cheap. Is somebody know what I'm saying? So, as a businessman, customer service, vital skills. Reading your customers, vital skills. Listening to what they are not saying, vital skills. Somebody get what I'm saying? You, you, what is a vital skill to you in your trade? What is a vital skill as a person? What is a vital skill? You need to know it. Because it saves you time when you are proficient and good at what you do. It actually saves you time. Because you are spending shorter time to do what would have taken you longer time to because you are good at it. Somebody get what I'm saying? If you're an Uber driver, knowing road is very important. That's a vital skill. Or you're a driver of any kind. Knowing road is, is very important. Not just carry us inside traffic, just sit inside traffic, 10 hours traffic. <laughs> somebody get what I'm saying? What is a vital skill in your own field now? What is an important skill? Invest time learning it and developing it. It saves you time when you become the expert. People like you, when you even sound, not like an expert, nothing pains me like when I go and buy something and I know more, more about the product than the person selling it. Ah, you're not my person. I like when I, I come to you, by the time I ask questions, you know everything you've researched. You've researched. I wrote something one time on one of my videos <laughs> um, on, on something about withdrawal symptoms or something like, I can't remember, or withdrawal anxiety, something like that. And, 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 and somebody said, oh no, it's only used for children. It's only this, this, this. I said, no. I said, it's, it's commonly 
um, used for children, and I stated it there, but it's not only used for children. The guys basically say, no, I'm a doctor. I said, what kind of doctor are you? You say, I'm a pediatrician, I'm a children doctor. I said, that's why you think it's only for children. I said, go and research it. I've researched what I'm telling you. Come to I'm a doctor. I'm a relationship doctor. <laughs> and, I've, uh, and I've done my vital, I've developed my vital skills. I thought, I'd go check it. I thought she went to check. I found out that the science have moved further than all that. So you are doing something you don't research constantly. You're always online playing. When things change so fast, you must be at the, at the, at, at the top of your game. By the time anybody meets you on any um, field, by the time they talk to you, even they don't need that thing, but the way you, the way you sound like you know what you're saying, they'll just buy. They'll just give me two. I don't need it, but you know too much about this thing. Just give me two. Somebody get what I'm saying? Develop your vital skills. There are some things that will give you an edge over your peers. Develop that vital skills now. Hallelujah. I'm trying not to waste too much time. Number three. Okay, on that developing vital skills, let's read one scripture we said. Ecclesiastes 10. Sorry, I was supposed to read that scripture. Ecclesiastes 10.10 10 from the NIV version. Ecclesiastes 10.10. 10. Are we there, somebody? It said, if the axe is what? Dull. And its edge is what? Unsharpened. He said, what will happen? More strength will be needed, but skill will bring what? Apart from more strength being needed, what else will be more needed? No, no, go back. Let me explain. They're saying when you, when you don't sharpen the cutlass, you will need more strength. What else will you need? More time. What they mean is that if they give you this tree to cut, if you don't go and sharpen the axe, which is called skill, you will spend longer time doing it. So that's what I mean. Develop vital skills so that that way, you don't spend long time on something you could have done quickly. Some of you, 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 you kind of business you do, or the kind of job you do, you need to be proficient with using some, some, some apps. You need to be proficient with using some things on your on email that you can copy, you can attach. You can, some people don't know those things, so they send everything one by one. One by one. You're slow. They, when they call your phone a smartphone, there are a lot of things you can actually do. But some people, they never learned it. No vital skills. So when your boss says, do this thing, do this thing, you don't know how to do it. You are slow. I tell the people on my team, I've already, I'm the laziest person on my team. I've already taken all the laziness available on this team. You can't be lazy on my team because all the laziness in this team is my soul preserve. So once you're lazy on my team, you're out. I'm the laziest person on the team. I'm, I've, I've occupied all laziness. <laughs> all C of O of laziness in this team. I've taken it. So if I give you a job, you must be better than me at that aspect of the job I'm giving you. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Vital skills. Number three. I, I wish I had time. I would have asked some people to tell me what the vital skill in their own job or their own trade is. Because as we are different, we all have different things that are vital skills. So you need to go and think of your own. Because we won't waste time. So think of your own and list it. It might not be general. For instance, under vital skill is money-making skill. Ah, you need to learn how to make money. Whether you are male or female. I tell ladies all the time, don't follow all these uh, runs, get things going on, all this laziness that a man must take care of you. Listen, if you're a broke girl, it drastically reduces your options. Drastically. So don't answer so, because I people don't understand. Money-making skill is vital for every human being. Because in this life, you always need to pay money for most things. You, you might not be a billionaire, but have basic money-making skills, basic money management skills. If you're a lady and you, are, and you are broke, your options are reduced. If somebody's paying your school fees, you must be nice to him. 
And sometimes he, he, he expects you to give him favor back. I can't count the amount of girls that tell me things like, oh, my rent was due. And one man said, come, come and collect the rent. He said, you come to my house. And in your mind, is it, does his house look like bank? In your mind, he's saying, come to my house and collect the rent. You think you will just come, collect it and be going? He's inside the bedroom. He's under the pillow. Come. And you know if you don't play ball, you, you, you sleep outside. Being broke as a girl drastically reduces your options, makes you a target, makes you subject to being, you know, you know, taken advantage of. It's good to have your own money. If a guy is messing up on a date, you can enter Uber and go. But some people can't mess, even no matter how much guy mess up, you can't vex. Because he's the one that paid your Uber to come, he's the one that will pay your Uber to go. Somebody gets what I'm saying? <laughs> some people stay in some bad marriages because they know on their own they, they can't fend for themselves or the kids. So if you have no business to rate, some people you tolerate if only you have money-making skills. Let's move to number three. Number three, developing relationship, vital relationship skills. Vital relationship skills or vital relationships, servicing them. What does this mean? To, be, to, to spend your time wisely, you always need to master the art of relationships. Look, it is people that will help you manage your time or spend your time wisely. It is people. Vital relationships. Mentors. Me what mentors do for you is that they give you their own year's experience, 10 years' experience in 10 minutes. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. A mentor saves you time, saves you stress, saves you money. So you must service those relationships. You must spend time to pursue your mentors. You must spend time to read after your mentors, watch their videos, watch their training, learn. They are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are compressing time. What the mentor is doing, he's compressing his 40 years, his 30 years, his 20 years experience, giving it to you in 20 minutes. So not pursuing a mentor means you are, not, you, you, you are trying to go through your own 20 years of mistake. You are wasting time. If you are going to spend time wisely, always be in touch with mentors, people that have got ahead of you. I can never forget, Reverend Sam saved me stress many years ago. I've shared this story many times. Reverend Sam, I dare me. We wanted to build Wanted to build many years ago in Festac. Somebody has even pledged cement. People have started making pledge. I didn't even ask them. They say, we'll build. Yes. They say, Pastor, I'm going to give you 12,000 bags of cement. I'll bring sand. Who oh, I say pledging. I was excited. I went to meet my mentor. I said, Reverend Sam, we are going to build. He said, where are you building? I said, next door to, our, to the current place we're using. He said, did you buy it? I said, no. We are, we are renting. We are leasing it. But they will allow us to build on it. I was very excited. He told me, don't build. I said, why? He said, it will be too early. If you build too early, you'll be stuck where you have built, even though God is moving you to somewhere else. He said, don't build. That is too early. Reverend Sam, I me. I was upset. Because everything has already, we have drawn the plan. He said, don't build. Today, now I'm thanking God that I didn't try it. I will still be stuck. When you build somewhere, no matter what they are saying, you must stay there. You must stay there. Because you are seeing your block of cement here. Your cement here. That place would have been too small now. That, that was not where God wanted us. It was like he said, it was too early. You don't, some, of us, some of you wonder, oh, why we move here? We did tent. We did tent because we need to measure our growth well first. If you, if, imagine if this building was a block building. It would be hard for us to live here. And you can't even use the place for another thing because you have beautiful block, foundation that has reached underground. You can't remove it. But with a tent like this, if we want to remove all this thing and disappear, we can do it. And if I get what I'm saying. 
There are many, 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 many other areas. My mentors saved me stress, saved me time. So don't do it like this. It doesn't work. Don't do it like that. Because they have made those mistakes. Are you here, somebody? Vital relationships. They save you time. Number four, under how to spend your time. Spend your time training your subordinates. That's one of the ways to spend your time wisely. Spend your time training your subordinates. Anybody working under you, train them. Under the third point on vital relationships, your mentors and your contemporaries. If you are in a business that you have contemporaries, be in touch with them. Be friends with them. Sometimes your contemporaries have heard something you don't know. Business has changed. They've developed a new strategy. You are still in old syllabus. No man is an island. Don't be an island to yourself. Always be in touch with your contemporaries. They always hear information sometimes. Are you here, somebody? Pursue those relationships. Go and visit. Go and watch. Go and observe. So number four, as I was saying, train your subordinates. So if you have a nanny, the time you spend training her is not wasted. You will gain that time back. But if you don't train that nanny, every time you will have to spend time with that nanny again and again and again. Somebody get what I'm saying? So something as small as that, training your nanny, spending time with that nanny or whatever for her to understand how you like your things to be done. It will give you peace of mind. Tomorrow you can tell her, go and cook that thing because you have trained her how to cook it. If you don't train her, every time you want to cook it, you will carry her. Two of you will go and spend the same time doing the same thing. Somebody gets what I'm saying? It can be your staff in the office. Train them. Train them so that you can delegate. Because you can't delegate to people you have not trained. In Africa, CEOs don't go on vacation because when they travel, the business is closed. Train the people that work with you. Even your department as a HOD in church, train your people as a minister. Train your people so that you don't always have to be physically around for things to happen. Hallelujah. Train them. Watch them do it. Train them so that you can leave it for them. It saves you time. You can delegate and trust that they will deliver. So the time you spend developing or training your followers or your staff is not wasted time. It's important time. Jesus spent three and a half years with his disciples and they were good to go without him. He was satisfied that they could carry on the work without him. He could leave. If Jesus was a Nigerian businessman, he would be coming every week. Ooh, ooh, how are they? I say, make a check. How are they doing? He would never die in peace. He would go in and come in. But he left them three and a half years. He knew they would do it right. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Train your nannies, train your house up, train your driver. Train them to be do things at the quality you like it to be done. That time you invest might be painful time, but it's useful time because you will start gaining him back when you can delegate to them. All right, I'll round up with the tips. Tips on time. So I've talked about how to spend your time wisely. Now I'll end with the tips on time. Half five, I'll run through it. Number one, the tips on how to spend time wisely. Try to be where you are per time. Try to be what? Beware. Be present at every point in time. What many people do is that their mind is always wandering. So they're in church. They're thinking of what are my children doing at home. They're at home. They're saying, well, I, I, I wonder what they were saying in church. You're at work. You're thinking, what will I eat when I get home? You're at home. You're bringing out your email, your, your, your work email to answer it. So you are never where you are supposed to be part time. That way you never maximize that moment. The only way to maximize every moment is to be where you are part time. If you are in church, leave your phone, leave mail, leave chat. Focus on, the, on God. Focus on God's word. You will never have this time again. 
When you're out of here, focus on other things. Some people do that. They, they, they talk during service when the message is going on. This person, you can talk to him after church. You can talk to him in the night. You can call him tomorrow. But you, are, you want to talk to him at the same time that God is trying to talk to you. So you are in church, but you are not in church. Wasted time. Wasted time. You are in church, but you are not in church. When you are in church, don't let somebody talk to you. Don't talk to somebody. It's usually the devil inspiring you to say that thing at that time. A word is about to come for that person. You want to distract them by saying something irrelevant. Don't explain the message to them. The Bible says they will hear a voice behind them. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost wants to speak to that person. Don't interfere and interrupt. Just outside. Are you here, somebody? Be where you are part time. Too many people are wondering to us. They are in the office, they are thinking about home. They are home, they are thinking about the office. They are never where they should be. When you are where you should be part time, you maximize the moment. You get what you really came to get. You can't even come for a service like this and not bring biro and paper. You must be taking notes. You must be writing. Be there 100%. If you're taking notes on your phone, whatever, take notes. Be there 100%. Hallelujah. Full concentration. I read the Bible very slowly. When I see people that rush the Bible, I don't know how they do it. They read four, four chapters or 40 chapters a day. Wow. I can't do that. I read very slowly. When I see one verse that I like, I will stop and think about it. Oh, if same thing, if I bring a book, I'll see something that is a great thought in the book. I will stop and think about how it applies to me. I'll be, if I, I do everything like that because it's a precious moment. That's the best way to get. I might never read this chapter of this book again. Now that I'm here and I've seen something I like, I don't need to rush. Let me eat it very well. Are you here, somebody? Beware. It's the same way I watch movies. Oh, ask my wife. When I watch movies like school, if I'm watching, they say something I didn't hear, I will stop it or rewind it. I want to hear what that man said. Rewind. So now I rewind two times. I didn't hear. If I don't hear, I'll come. If I come, come and hear this. Whether you hear it, what he's saying. Rewind it. Did you hear it? You didn't hear it. Why? You're normally, you don't know. I watch movies like that. Because I might never sit down to I want to get the full experience. So of you are eating your, your phone. So you're not concentrating on the food. You're not concentrating on the person you're chatting with. Leave one for five minutes. Eat this food. This is a goosey soup. The Lord put it together for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Enjoy it wholeheartedly. Some people, don't, they don't enjoy life. They're always in a rush. Somebody got what I'm saying. Be where you are part time. You're talking to your wife. That's not a time to be chatting with someone. Put your phone down. Look at her face and talk to her. Some people, you are doing two things at the same time. Hallelujah. So you are chatting with her. You are, you are talking to your wife. You are chatting on the phone. So you are not concentrating on the chat. You are not concentrating on your wife. Both of them are not getting the best of you. Leave the phone. Talk to her. Or tell her, give me a minute. Finish what you are doing and face her. Stop the movie and watch and talk to her. But concentrate. It's the best way to get things out of life. Tip number two. Tip number two. Not everything deserves your time. Hey, you must learn this one. Not everything what deserves your time. Some things worrying you are not your business. Bible said, how many of you by worrying can add a cubit of flesh to your statue? Not everything deserves your attention. It's not every message people send you must answer. It's not every comment people make you must reply. It, when you are browsing on the internet, it's not everything somebody is doing that is your business. You are not their pastor. You are not their uncle. Somebody goes naked. You want to correct them. As who? Leave them. Not everything deserves your time. A lot of people put their mouth and their nose in what doesn't concern them. You are scrolling on uh, all this blog that writes news. 
I go through some of them to catch on the news sometimes, but I'm very quick about it. Things that don't concern me, I don't, I don't even read it. I'm scrolling. They say one man and one woman were fighting because the man wants to marry another woman. Wow. What concerns me now? This is your problem. I move to the next. They say one girl beat her house up and blood come out. I'm not the bitter. I'm not the bitty. I don't know any of two of them. I can't intervene. I move. I don't read everything. You don't read everything that doesn't concern you. You read and read and you read the comments. What concerns you? None of the things going on concerns you. I don't waste my time. If I'm not going to do a protest about the thing they're writing, I'm not going to read it. Somebody crossing road, last man, tear his shirt. None of my business. Because my time is precious. Not everything deserves what? Your time. See, I, 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 I like watching movies, especially when I travel out of the country. If I enter a movie sometimes, there's some movies I go and watch either by mistake or because people are raving about it, I just say I should go and watch it. Sometimes mistake, I, I think the movie will see, I go and watch it. After I pay my money, I enter. By the, next, by the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'll know this one. They are not serious. Either they're just shooting themselves from beginning of the movie to the 15 minutes. Nobody they talk, just they fight. No sense, no story. By 15 minutes, it has dawned on me that I've wasted my money. So I do two things. I have two options. For me, usually, the first option is to walk out. I'm going, I say, you have eaten my money, you will not eat my time. I've wasted my money. I can't waste my time. Because some of you, you say, I've already paid. You now dash them your time. Which is more expensive than your money. No, I've already made the mistake of wasting this money. I can't waste my time. I walk out and go do something else with my life. Or some other times, if it's, if it's been a busy week, I use the opportunity to sleep. Because AC is blowing. Everywhere is dark. Only, the only people that suffer is people sitting next to me. Because I'm going to snore like freely. I will sleep properly one hour sleep or two hours sleep. When I wake up, I'm strong. But to dash them my money and still dash them my time. Some of you, some people offended you. You are trailing them and trolling them. You are wasting your time. It's not everything that deserves your time. Somebody offended you. You are still going to check their Facebook page if they are happy. You are still going to check their Instagram page if they are found on that girl. That CID work is not going to help you. They don't deserve your time. Not everything deserves your time. Number three, on the tips, avoid procrastination. I have to round up now. Avoid procrastination. The big mistake many people make is that they always push things to the next day, next week. When will you start next week? When will you read this mail tomorrow? When will you watch this video next week? Make it a habit to try and do the thing on the spot. Take one minute, one or two minutes on the spot and do it. Don't push it to tomorrow. See, something happens when you push things to tomorrow a lot. When you push things to tomorrow, first of all, psychologically, it weighs you down. Knowing that you have something pending psychologically does not go for your brain. Achieving it there and then psychologically is good for your brain. You have a sense of victory. Somebody gets what I'm saying? If I have an important mail to read now, if I decide to take one minute, stop what I'm doing and read the mail, it gives me a sense of fulfillment that I have achieved something. If I push it, it weighs my mind down that I have something pending. And see what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 34, NIV version. 
Matthew 6, 34, NIV version. See what Jesus Christ said. DJ, quickly. He says, Matthew 6, 34 now. He says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. I like the last line. What did he say? Each day has what? Enough trouble of its own. This thing you are taking from today to tomorrow, tomorrow already has enough issues. You are pushing one from today to go and join them tomorrow. Avoid procrastination. They say, don't push you tomorrow what you can do today. Next tip, leverage on technology. Leverage on what? Some of you, you are young people, but you still live like old people. Leverage on technology. What does it mean? Look for ways you can bridge the gap of time with technology. Some meetings you are going for, you can do it by Skype or by Zoom or many other ways. But instead, you will spend four hours in traffic to go and do a 30 minutes meeting on VI. So four hours is spent on the road. A meeting that you could have set up and done it online with good Wi-Fi. Leverage on what? Technology. Some of you, your business by now should be online and should be automated so that people can buy it without calling you. Because every time somebody wants to buy, even if it's 12 midnight, they must call you. You will come to shop and open shop. Leverage on technology. Let sales be going on. Our relationship products are online now. LDM.org. It's online. People buy from Canada, from America, from the London without us talking to them. Their own time of the day. When we are sleeping, they are still awake. Are you here, somebody? So put the thing online. Let it run. Find a way to leverage on technology. Can people access your products even when you are asleep? Leverage on technology. On that one, trainings. Some, instead of doing some master's or, or some certification physically, can you do it online? Can you do it online? Leverage on technology. Do online courses. You can do it in your bedroom. You can do it before I sleep. I'm doing one online course presently. I do it at night before I sleep. Quick 40 minutes, 45 minutes lecture. Do my assignment. In the night before I sleep, lying down. Sometimes I'm playing PSP and listening to the lecture. Playing football on my, on my gadgets. I listen to the lecture. Before I sleep. Instead of me now saying, I want to go to Unilag to go and do master or something. I will now enter traffic 10 hours. Read the lecture I didn't come. I'll be snoring. Go. <laughs> Leverage on technology. Somebody got what I'm saying? Leverage on technology. All right? Meetings, your sales, things like that. The last one, last tip. Protect your time. Protect your time. People protect their money. They put their money in the bank. Put their money in safe. Most people don't put their time in safe. Protect your time. How do you protect your time? You protect your time by, number one, hiring experts. Hiring experts. When you hire people that are good at their job, they give you peace of mind. Sometimes it might be hard to afford them or to pay them, but you will gain more time to do what you are really interested in doing. One of my mentees that, is a, that was a millionaire by the time we saw one of the people I was coaching in finance and in business, I ran into him some years ago in ShopRite, and I gave him quick business coaching, 15, 20 minutes business coaching. He asked me a few questions, I answered him. One of the questions he was asking me was that he wanted to go, he was into production of some kind, and he said he wanted to go and learn how to do editing. That he wants to go and learn how to do editing in South Africa, then he'll be doing editing by himself. I said, don't do that. I said, you are the business and brain you're the brain of this business. You're the business developer of this business. If you sit down and be doing editing, who will be creating business? And editing takes a long time. 
and you will travel to Ghana. I said, don't do that. Protect your time. Hire a good person. Pay him well. It might be hard to find, but find them and pay them well. They will eventually earn their keep. And a few other business advice I gave him like that to protect his time. After our 20 minutes talk, he gave me $1,000. Because I'd saved him a lot of stress. Praise God. I had to drop that in, amen. Because somebody thinks he's offering an tight meeting. <laughs> protect your time. Hire experts. Number two, protect your time by fixing some things before the day. What do I mean? Have appointment days. If you're the kind of person that your job involves meeting people, it's not every day you must meet people. Or else people can want to see you Monday to Friday. Have appointment days. If it's fixed, you dedicate that time so you have other time left for other things. For me as a pastor, especially this one applies because people want to see me every day, but it can't work. I fix an appointment day. Everybody I want to see must come that day. If you can't come that day, we'll find another way to see. But if I see everybody Monday to Friday, I won't have time for the vital things I need to do. Fix appointment days. Have agenda for your meetings before the meeting day. Some people spend the whole meeting day finding out what the meeting is about. We've all gathered. So why did we gather today? They spend the first one hour deciding what they got. If you had sent out the um, topics of the discussion of that meeting ahead, people would have thought in their house. It's not that day. They'll be thinking, um, 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 not that day. That, the meeting can be short. It can be 30 minutes if we have all thought already. Look for problems. We have even submitted our ideas. We have criticized it. The time come there, we'll just finalize it. 10 minutes, we are gone. But Africa, we like to describe problems. What is the problem of our... Hey, I'm in some group. You know, I've, I've been in leadership all my life. So when I talk to normal people, they are too slow for me. They are too slow for me. I've been in leadership from primary school. I was senior prefect primary school. I was labor prefect secondary school. I, I, in university, in high school, I was running a fellowship. And I've been a pastor since I was 19. I'm in my 40s now. So I, I, I don't know any other way. I, I've no leadership since I was born. So when I talk to normal people, if you say they celebrate problem, this speaker... Is this a speaker? I say, yeah. When are we going to get a solution? It is a speaker. What color? It is a black speaker. That's what you should have said. You see? You should have said that. They'll be arguing. They are trying to move this speaker to that place. If we carry it now, what is the implication? They wear me out. They like to describe problem. And I'm not used to, I'm used to like, pam, pam, pam. There's no, when I see problems, solve it is what comes to my mind. And it's not hard. But when I, say, say, describe, describe. And someone now be, you know, some people, they will say what's pain in them. It's not the speaker. Say, in this group, in this group, we are not caring. This speaker is what we're talking about. <laughs> we are not caring. We are not caring. <laughs> oh my God. It's my wife I always go on me. I say, told me, I make sure I'm not the one that, I say, am I, am I normal? I go ask her. Hope I'm not the one that is. Because I can't understand. People like to celebrate. I don't know people, I don't know people like that. Though. They like to appreciate problem. That this is the problem. We have a problem. <laughs> they are happy that we finally have a problem. So why are we celebrating this thing? Hallelujah. When I see, when I see a problem, I dissect it sharp, sharp, sharp. Kill it on the spot. Suppose they magnify it or rub his back. Let's not hurt the problem. Let's not enjoy this problem. It's our problem. <laughs> Protect your time. Bring the agenda ahead. Fix the meetings or fix the timing ahead. 
If you're a married person, you must have date night. Nights that you and your wife go out or spend time. Let it be fixed. Don't leave it to, to chance. If you leave it to chance, the best decisions you make are the ones you make before the time. Oh, somebody get what I said. Some of your best decisions are decisions you have made before the issue arises. For instance, I have certain policies about money. No matter what you are going through, I don't borrow money. Except I can dash you. So my decision has been made. No matter your, how good your story is, I have made decision before you came. The decision senior you and your problem. If I can't dash you, I can't borrow you. I don't even borrow. Peace of mind. Some of you, some of the heartache you have now is people you borrow money. Because at the time they are borrowed, have you seen the, 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 the drastic change from when person is asking for money? I mean, when they ask you, they are very sure that, look, don't you know me? I will pay you. Trust me. Have I lied to you before? You can't. I'll do it. I will pay you on the 3rd of August. And if I miss it, I sell my house and pay you. Be calling him 3rd of August. His tone will change. Say, yeah. What is this? I will call you back. So make your decisions ahead. If it's a date night, you want to take your wife out, let the day be fixed. It's not open to chain. It has been fixed. No meeting can clash. Vacations, family vacations is already fixed. No meetings can clash. Fix it ahead. Church time, you know time for service is fixed. Don't let anything just come and crash it. Put the structure. In our office, when we started visitation form, it saved us. Before that time, everybody comes to visit, everybody comes to see me and they don't see Pastor Kingsley. Because people can be like that. They believe is the number one man that can solve all problems. They think we run church like a village meeting. Or like it's a family business. So everything you must ask me. So people will line up to see Pastor Kingsley. And I would have supposed to be at home reading or doing other vital skills like praying and hearing God. But I will come and do counseling. Counseling is not my vital skill. Other people can cancel. But this preaching, this other thing I do, vision casting, I'm the best person to do it. But they will disturb me from my house. I'll come for counseling. Five people want to see me. First one we enter. What's wrong? I say, Pastor, I have this IT product that will help the church. I do mean I don't know IT. I'm not the person. I'll say, go. They will direct you to the person in charge. He has wasted my time. Second person comes and say, Pastor, my rent is due. I need help. I'm not the one in charge of welfare. There's somebody in charge of such a thing. Direct him. I will talk to those five people. None of them needed to see me. So since that, from that time, we started doing form. You will fill a form and write the purpose of visit. When you write, I want to sell an IT product, they will tell you it's not past. Okay, you need to see. There's somebody you need to see. Come. You see, if I didn't put that structure in place, people were wasting my time over things that I have nothing to do. Somebody get what I'm saying? Automate some things. Think ahead and plan some things. By that, you will protect your time. Have you been blessed tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a father, teach me to number my days. I want to apply my heart to wisdom. I want to be spending my time the right way. There's something I can be doing now that will improve my capacity, that will improve my efficiency in the next couple of months or years. There's something I can be doing with my time that will drastically change my life. Father, give me wisdom to spend my time wisely. Let me put my energy in the right direction. Like I said on that first day, when a doctor spends his time learning, after a while he will spend that same time earning. They will begin to pay him for his time. There's how to invest your time for it to become more valuable in a few years' time. There are some skills you need to spend your time developing. 
that be, begins to pay you back. There are some certifications you need to spend your time getting that they will pay you for. There's knowledge you need to spend your time acquiring that you, your life will be better for it. Spending time listening to... If you're a single person, marriage skills, a vital skill. Choosing a wife or a husband, it's a vital skill. You can't be too busy to listen to messages or to learn about husband or wife and marriage. You can't be too, too, too busy to attend coaching courses, to attend the Love in a Marriage Seminar. You can't be too busy. Vital skill, you're a businessman. You can't be too busy to learn customer service, to learn, to learn basic management skills. Lord, help us to spend our time wisely on this life so that we can gain we can gain from it. Mande soto barada sita. Labrodoboskota balasaka deriada basota. Shimandrodo soko babrade saka talia barosa. Lika babroda satalia kabarosa. The younger you are, the more you feel you have time to waste. You can start now. I started ministry at the age of 19. It's never too early to start walking in the path of purpose. Lord, order our steps. We don't want to be running in the wrong direction. We don't want to be running and putting effort in the wrong place. Help us to redeem our time. Come on, pray. It's a serious prayer. It's a serious prayer. Oh, Lord. Yes, Father. We'll channel our time right. What are the things we ought to be doing right now in our lives? Father, bring it to our consciousness. Bring it to our awareness. Things we should be spending our time doing. There's a right way to spend our time. There's a right way to spend our time. Masoto barata sata rata sata baradasa. Roto soto koba bradasa katariata sata. Roto soto babrata satariata sata baradasa. Rita kapa soto babrata satariata sata. There's a right way to spend your time. There's a right way to spend your time. Some of you ought to be reading leadership books. You need to know more about leadership. You need to know more about management. You need to know more about office politics. You need to know more about managing money. You need to know more about making money. You need to know more about online business. There's a valuable way to spend your time. You need to spend time with your mentors. You need to spend time with those that have gone ahead of you. You need to spend time with your contemporaries. Lord. Show us the vital areas. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lastly, let's just pray for anybody that needs a divine intervention tonight. If you have a financial situation, you have a health situation, you have a marital situation, and you need intervention, this is one minute to pray. The time we spend in prayer is never wasted time. It's a time that can release God's power over our lives. If there's an area you need a divine intervention, it's a time to just take one minute to pray. Come on, go ahead and pray. You need God to come through for you. You need to supply you wisdom. You need healing. You need financial breakthrough. Go ahead and pray. Mando I speak to your health. You are healed in the name of Jesus. I rebuke 
everything that our heavenly father has not planted in your body i speak to that person facing a financial crisis i decree that the wisdom to thrive the wisdom to prosper the breakthrough in your business will come i decree that favor you find favor in your place of work mahasata promotion promotion will come for someone here mandro do bosaka to the person facing a marital crisis i decree that god will break the heart the hardened heart of your spouse I decree that there will be forgiveness in that marriage. There will be healing in that marriage. The person facing the academic problem. God will make a way in your academics. God will make a way in your academics. Your steps will be ordered of the Lord. Your steps will be ordered of the Lord. That business that is going down. I decree there shall be a turnaround. It won't sink. God will give you the know-how. He will give you insights on how to bring that business up again. You need capital. God will give you favor. He will open doors for people that will support your business. A big breakthrough is on the way to you. A big client, a big customer is going to contact you very soon. Mahanda, the big door you've been waiting for. The proposal you've submitted, I decree, let favor come upon them. The application you have written, I decree they will send for you to be a favorable outcome. Masakata. Even where they've told you no before, they are going to send for you again and tell you yes now. They will reverse that negative decision in your favor. Receive healing right now. Receive healing. Begin to decree I'm healed. Begin to decree I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Decree I'm healed. Decree I'm healed. Every organ in your body begins to function well. I speak to your parents wherever they are facing a health crisis. Let healing go to them right now. They will be better. They will come up better in the name of Jesus. There will be healing. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, man. Come on, pray. I sense an anointing here. Yokes have been broken. Burdens have been lifted. Anything troubling you, anything troubling you, God will trouble it. Hey, I break the yoke of delay. I break the yoke of failure. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Somebody's going to know what to do. You were confused before you came. You are going to know exactly what to do. Lights will come to you. 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 Lights yes lord yes lord god will send you help us god is raising people for you he's raising help us for you he's raising assistance for you somebody's going to rise and assist you Somebody's going to rise and help you. 
Somebody will lose their sleep because of you tonight. Somebody will lose their rest because of you tonight. Soko balakades, rika babalakeset, soko paprada sata. Hey, 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 sakadaya, hopolakadaya, hey, shakadala babos. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, shakade de 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 babos, reke de 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 babos. Lika babola kese teke liada bababos. Retebo kosoto barada sita. Oh yes, Lord. There's a breakthrough in the spirit. There's a breakthrough in the spirit. It's going to manifest in the physical all through this week. He kept it all through this week. You will see manifestation. 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 Boroto sokobahai. Somebody here is getting a foreign breakthrough, an international breakthrough. Zeke bolobo sokobani kadar. I decree it is so. Eke deri eka babora dasi. Yes, Lord. Hey, hey, borodo bosi. Sheke deri kababa. Roboso kadi ekadadadaba. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Barosoto bahasa. Oh yes, we receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. Thank you, Father. We receive it, Lord. We receive the breakthrough in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Come on, if you received it, go ahead and give the Lord a praise. Go ahead and give the Lord a shout. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on zero eight zero. 777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center Home of Victorious People